It's not a scary word. You don't have to run away from it. Just like embrace that you are a theologian in your home. You get to be a theologian in your workplace. You get to study God and to help others get to know him along the process. So I think embracing that word and like taking ownership of it puts this this nice holy pressure to actually show up and walk it out with God and figure out who who is this God that I love and how do I get to know him more? Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Girth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We are here with you this week and have a special guest, Jenny Randall. So Susie, tell us more about our new friend, Jenny. Well, she's pretty special. I'll just say that. Jenny Randall is an Emmy award-winning editor who went on a journey to discover what it really means to live on purpose. From a career in the heart of Hollywood to a Bible teacher, and we need to go there, her voice and work have been featured in hundreds of notable films, print, and media outlets. In early 2018, Jenny and her husband Matt formed Freedom Creatives, and Jenny is the author of Courageous Creative, Getting to Know God's Voice, Dream Come True, and today we're going to be talking about her newest book, Flash Theology. So welcome, Jenny. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Well, when we look at this book, first of all, it's beautiful. It is. It really is. It's almost like a work of art. So your new book is titled Flash Theology, A Visual Guide to Knowing and Enjoying God More. So you wrote this with someone else. Why did the two of you come together to create this book? Yeah, so I co-wrote this with Brandon Brookshire, and we're actually family. So he's my (laughs) brother-in-law. And, you know, there's a weight to doing what we do in ministry, to writing, and you want to make sure you get it right. So in all the other projects I worked on, I would actually hire Brayden in as an academic theologian to make sure that it was biblically sound and accurate. And we just had so much fun working together uh, behind the scenes. And he would just look through my stuff and we would have these great theological conversations. And even at family parties, we would be like in the corner, like talking about, so how would you describe sanctification? And just (laughs) (laughs) being the dorks in the corner so much that my husband would be like, can you guys not talk about theology right now? Can we like talk about something else? So we always joke that we needed this outlet. We needed something to put all our thoughts on paper. And Flash Theology really is the best of both of our brains, his academic theologian-ness, and then my creativity. We are able to collaborate and outbirth Flash Theology, and it's <laughs> been just a really fun ride to, to work alongside him with this. Yeah. So why do you think theology can be intimidating for so many people? Like you said, we love having theological conversations, but probably a lot of people would say, I feel a little intimidated about that. So where does that come from? And what do you think helps with that? Yeah. I, well, theology, I think almost is one of those things where you kind of associate, oh, well, you have to be an academic scholar or theology is only for the elite or the pastors or those in ministry. And theology is literally just the study of God. Mm-hmm. So I like to tell people, anytime you open up your Bible, you are studying God. You you are a theologian. And I think one of the greatest ways we can kind of demystify 
that word is, <laughs> I always joke, it's not, it's not a crusty word. It's not a scary word. You don't have to run away from it. Just like embrace that you are a theologian in your home. You get to be a theologian in your workplace. You get to study God and to help others get to know him along the process. So I think embracing that word and like taking ownership of it puts this this nice holy pressure to actually show up and walk it out with God and figure out who who is this God that I love and how do I get to know him more? So, yeah. Well, I'm really curious to know what made you want to write this? Okay, you guys are going to laugh. So I became a Christian at 18 and I was a girl that would flip open her Bible wherever it landed, it landed. And I would be like, oh, the Lord is speaking directly to me. Uh, Yeah, I was not, um, as I matured in the faith, I learned that there's a better way to study your Bible. And I learned that every single word in that Bible is it doesn't start with me and that it starts with God. So that was a big uh, mystery solved on my part. So as I began to mature in the faith and learn how to accurately study scripture and understand the context in which it was written and then learn later how to apply it to myself, I just fell in love because God is so, so infinite and we are so finite. So just like figuring out, okay, who is this God that I love? How, what are the, what's this language around knowing him? And so just the mystery of who God is, was really intriguing to me. Um, so that's when Brayden and I started talking about all the things. And I would just, I would just text them all the time. Like, how would you describe sin, sin? And we would just have these great conversations and it was fun for me. So this book, Flash Theology, is really just an extension of those conversations and we're inviting other people into them as well. And it, and it's not, theology isn't as scary as some may think it is. Yeah. You know, Jenny, when I, I also became a Christian in my later teens and I wasn't raised in a church home. And so it was all new to me. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the first books that I jumped into was Revelations. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but not only that, jump. I, I tried to teach it. Like I, they invited us in the youth group to like stand and teach. So I thought, oh, I'll tackle this one. Um, I was, I, I can't even begin to tell you how terrible that day was. <laughs> when I think about a book like this, if somebody had could put it into my hands because I longed to know about the word. I longed to know more about God. And I knew that it had something to do with my everyday life. And so a book like this in my hands would have opened up my whole world. And so I'm really glad that you've done that. But when you think about the person that you wrote it for, can you describe that person? Yeah. Well, first, Susie, let's just acknowledge that I want a copy of your revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) We'll swap. We'll swap for a sermon. Just (laughs) laugh about it. Um, But yeah, Flash Theology is for the everyday churchgoer who wants to know God better. And it's also for the ones that are curious even in the faith, trying to put a language towards it. So we we really wrote this for uh, everyday people. Uh, we have small group curriculum around it. And our hope is that just like we're talking now, people will gather and go through it and just unlock some great conversation towards who God is. And, and like you said, it really is, it's foundational. Mm-hmm. This stuff is foundational. And having a solid theology, a solid study of God, like knowing who he is, 
is so imperative because our world is so chaotic, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't it feel so unstable right now? Like it seems so shaky. So if we can grasp the unshakable one and know truly who God is, then we'll have this solid foundation to tackle the hardships of this life and of this world and even guide our, our friendships and our families through hard times because we know who God is and and we know in the process how to enjoy him. And our hope is that this book, Flash Theology, is written not only with accuracy, but it leaves the reader in awe of who God is. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to to know God in your head, but it's another thing to experience him in your heart. So our hope is that we can kind of do a, a one-two punch in both of those areas. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. So you went from working in Hollywood to being a Bible teacher. (laughs) We would love to hear that story. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, well, I ignored it. I ignored the calling for a decade. So maybe maybe y'all can relate. But I um, I was living my dream job. I was an editor. I was getting the job done. It was so much fun. I was surrounded by really creative high energy people who loved what they did. And it was just this, this beautiful expression that I always wanted to walk out. And then I felt this calling from the Lord to go, go be a speaker, something along those lines. And I didn't even like, what does that even mean? What is it? So I remember at the time I was serving in my church and I told a friend and that friend was like, why would you do that? And me being me twisted those words to you're so insignificant. You're not smart enough. You don't know enough to talk about. Just like for for a decade, I wrestled with this. What does this even mean? I can't do it. I'm an idiot. And then, um, but I would see women on the platform at church speaking and a part of me would light up and I would think maybe I could do that. Cause you know, if you see models ahead of you, you're like, oh, that's, that's what it looks like. So I started seeing other women speak and I'd be like, oh, that, that's what this looks like. And then the Lord And I had a big, ugly cry one day while I was driving and the conviction was so real. And I just started repenting because Mm -hmm. I realized that I was making this calling about me Mm -hmm. and he kind of flipped the switch and, and he flipped the question. And I felt as if in my spirit, he was saying, Jenny, the question isn't who are you to do this? It's who am I to call Mm -hmm. you to this? And I started reframing my, he started reframing my mindset to know like, okay, he is big enough to fill the gaps where I lack. He is big enough to resource me with the people that I need need to be connected with. He is big enough to, you know, take me out of this job and move me into another. And so then it was a big, long question mark of what's next. And my boss actually ended up being like, okay, Jenny, you're released to go serve the Lord, which is <laughs> setting and everyone started cheering and like, wow. it was this big, amazing moment. And then I moved into serving more in my local church and the first talk I gave, I, I woke up in the morning. My kids were in preschool at the time. And I mean, this is what it looks like to live spirit led, right? Like I did the preparation work. I, I felt ready. And I felt as if the Lord was like, Google New Jersey conferences. So I'm like, <laughs> my kids were playing in the pool outside. So I'm like Googling the little kitty pool, not the big pool. I wasn't neglecting them, I swear. So I started Googling New Jersey conferences and there was a conference two months away. And I found out who the event coordinator was. And this was a large conference. Like now, even if I applied, I'd be like, I'm never going to, I'm an idiot. Who wants me? Like (laughs) this was way out of my league, but I would just, we just went for it. Right. So I ended up finding the event coordinator, pitching this idea called courageous creative. And I was like, I want to, I want to help pastors 
live out their creative expression so they can further spread the gospel. And the event coordinator called me the next day and he said, I don't even know who you are. And I was like, I barely know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know. And we were talking and he's like, your, your pitch for this speech is exactly the same pitch that the creator of the Bible app gave us. He was going to be here, but he had to bat back out due to circumstance. And he's like, all I can say is this is this, this is totally a God thing. And I want you here in two months. And wow. I was like, okay. So I show <laughs> up, do it. And then that becomes that later becomes my first book. So, and then, you know, after the first thing, you just keep going and going and going um, as you show up and the Lord is faithful to do what he said he'll do. But it was just this great experience of learning to walk out what God has invited me to do and not well, of course I can show up afraid, but just trusting him in the process to continue to fulfill yeah. the calling of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm thinking, you know, there's learned theology, which is the facts and the information, but you are talking about lived theology, right? where theology Ooh. is alive yeah. in what you're doing every that. day. And I love that that's your approach to this, that mm-hmm. it's not, let's show you some maps and teach you some facts you know, although that's great as part of context, yeah. but it's really making theology come alive in our everyday walk with Jesus. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for pointing that out. That was really our heart. Whenever I do any ministry thing, the question mark on my heart is, is like, okay, I can teach this, but how do we actually get people to do it? Mm-hmm. So in the end of every chapter, we actually had an apply this, which is what you were describing, the living it out. And Every apply this is based around a different spiritual discipline. So we're helping people apply what they're learning and walk it out with God and trust him in the process and actually show up to do to do what they just studied about who God is. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us an example of one of those that our listeners could try today? Like if they're like, hey, I want to I want to apply something. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to pretend I memorize them all. <laughs> right. Put <laughs> you on the spot. Scrolling. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a fun one. So we teach on what the Trinity is. And throughout the book, there's different colors for Father God, Lord Jesus, and Holy Spirit. So we color code them. And so one of the apply this is through your Bible study time. And it says, grab some colored markers. As you study your Bible, highlight the different persons of the Trinity using the same color-coded technique you see throughout this book. So like anytime you read about Jesus, he would be red. And anytime you read about the Holy Spirit, blue or whatever colors you want to use. But that that prompt, that apply this is really to help you differentiate from triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit to the persons of God, um, Mm -hmm. the three I mentioned. And in that, it really helps personalize who God is. And, and I feel he comes alive in a whole new way when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, you liked the creative elements. I do. I love, and I would love for you you to share more about that, how you used creative highlights and colors and all of that in this, because I think that that really draws the reader's eyes to it. So tell us about the creative process that you've kind of put in the book. Ooh, Jennifer, you're talking my love. (laughs) (laughs) I, this was my favorite part. And every time we would just talk through, okay, how can we show this for the visual learners? Cause I'm a visual learner and I'm like, how can we get them hooked on this? So we did a whole bunch of things. One of the ones that I loved was we annotated all the Bible verses. So we would show if there was a cross-reference verse, if there was a word we wanted to define. And in the process of having those graphically laid out, 
And it, as the reader reads them, they're subconsciously, we hope, learning how to annotate as well if they're actually studying it, right? Because we can breeze right by the Bible verse. But if you take time to actually look at the scripture, you'll begin to learn how to do that subconsciously. And then there's a bunch of creative elements. We have um, different charts to show who the Trinity is and what that looks like. And if we're describing like Hebrew language, we'll break down the word. Uh, So every chapter has a visual aid. And our hopes is that it'll, it'll visually make the truth of God come alive in a new way. So good. You know, I, I had the privilege of being a guest on your podcast with Candace Payne. Shut the should up. I have to say that very slowly. <laughs> because I said it in my home. I was on this podcast. My, my daughter was like, what? What did you just <laughs> Shut the should up. And you know what I loved about it, Jenny, is it was both deep and fun at the same time, which absolutely comes across in your book as well. But you're really in tune with your audience. What are some of the uh, challenges that your listeners are sharing when it comes to theology? You know, the biggest thing I see lately, and this is really a heart thing, is for women, and I get emotional when I think about it, is truly understanding who Father God is Mm -hmm. and what that actually means. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say, yeah, God's my father. And it's another thing to truly trust what that means. And so in the book, we have all these different truths, like God is my spouse, God is my healer, all these different things. And, And one of the chapters is called God is my father. And I found that that chapter is resonating with a lot of people as they really think through, am I responding in a way that's more religious towards God and more, or more even like he's a strict father, or am I responding in a way where I'm letting him provide, I'm letting him love me, I'm letting him lead me. Um, And out of that love, there's a protection, there's this overflow of just, you know, what the love of a father, like, I, I don't know. So it's been really fun to see the readers embrace that. And in, in that chapter, we've seen a lot of heart change. Um, and I think it's one of those things as a woman, I'm like, yes, and amen. Like, let's lean into this even more. Um, and, and as a mom, I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I represent this love to my kids? Mm -hmm. Cause it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, we are going to wrap up with you and we hate to do that because this is really (laughs) cool to hang out with you. But how can people find out more about you, about this book, about your podcast? Let's let's connect them to all the things. Thank you. Yeah. So for book information, they can go to flashtheology.com and they can learn more about Brayden through that website as well if they're interested. And then my website's at jennyrandall.com and all my info's on there. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the study of God and and putting it in such a creative, beautiful way that I think it's going to change the hearts of a lot of people. So we're, we're cheering you on. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it a lot. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. 
Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.